0: Uh, let If you got your Bibles, I want to talk about effective prayer. This will be part two, and turn turn to James chapter uh, five, and I want to read a uh, one verse in particular, and then we're going to come back and break this down a little bit. Um, but you know, it's a it's an, a a challenge that I gave you last week on praying effectively, not just not just praying for an answer. Now that sounds a little bit contradictory, uh, like it like it you know it well. But my goal, the purpose is to be effective, not just to get your prayer answered. And uh, when we are effective, we will get answers and uh, get the answers that we need. Because if we're effective, we've allowed, and we'll talk about this in more detail, but we will have allowed the Holy Spirit to minister to us exactly how to pray, what to believe for, what to desire for, and get His direction in, in the process. And so our goal being being doing it the right way and doing it with the right effect. I used an illustration or I thought of an illustration of, a, of trying to, to put a, a screw a nut on a bolt. You, know, you, ever, you ever try to thread a, a nut onto a bolt uh, only to find out you're trying to put a standard thread on a metric bolt? <laughs> Won't work, will it, Kim? Yeah, or, or to find, or once in a while you have a left handed thread, you know, you take something like, what is it, acetylene, Ed, or oxygen, it's acetylene and, and propane, you know, they screw on, they're backward. And you can, boy, I mean, if you don't know that, you can work and work and work, and I don't care how hard you try, I don't you know i don't care how you get your tongue you know just right in there to try to help it it's just not going to go in there because the threading is wrong well sometimes we're praying and if we're praying outside of God's parameter for prayers then, then he and not knowing his will, or we're asking something directly opposed to what God has laid out in His Word. We're not going to be effective, and so uh, we want to be we want to be doing things as right as we can. And so, what does it take to have effective prayer? And I, I wrote these three things down. I mentioned them last week. We're going to talk about them in more detail. But spirit led spirit led prayer knowing His will, and discerning the issues. And we didn't quite get to that third thing, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but I want to look at these verses, 13, uh, starting in verse 13, and, and review this again, because it breaks down and illustrates different kinds of prayer, different things to think about as we begin to pray, and understanding how prayer works. He says, Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. So he, he illustrates an issue or trouble, and he says, pray. Now, I challenge you to, as you grow and as you mature and as you learn about prayer and, and become more knowledgeable of God's will, His Word, and how He puts those things together, then we can become more specific in, in how we pray so that we're not just saying, Lord, help me. Now, I, I used an illustration in my uh, Bible study time on, on in the, my morning Bible study. I was talking about, had this baby calf, and I had uh, down at my house, behind my house, I've got a trap that's probably about four acres, three or four acres, fenced off from the creek, and it's got a couple of little, little low areas, and it's great behind the trees. It's a great place to calve a few cows out, but I had this these these new cows that I just bought, hadn't worked them, hadn't handled them much, so they were they were fine when, when nobody had a baby, but you know how uh, mamas all of a sudden get a little bit different sometimes when they have a new baby? And uh, this this cow was absolutely determined that, that she was babysitting. And if you don't know cattle, they will they will leave babysitters. Pretty cool thing, you know. The new mama, one of the new mamas will keep the other two or three other little babies with them, and and the others can go off and, and so as somebody's there watching the watching the kids. And uh, this mama was there with two baby two new babies, and all the other cows went out of that low spot over into the other side. I led them over to another place to feed them. Well, that was all fine and good until I couldn't get my count right, and I circled back through, and this cow decided that was supposed to be babysitting. Decided, well, I ain't worried about uh, so and so's baby. I'm just taking care of mine, and we're going to the back corner. Well, that left that individual baby by herself. Now, that's not a good thing, and I try not to ever get one up. If you got a brand new two-day-old, day-old baby, you ever get them up, you never know what's going to happen. Sometimes they just take off and they run. Well. That's what he did. Took off running, got across the fence out where the coyotes are. I mean, I got coyotes coming up out of that creek, see them all the time. I thought, this is not good. So I'm asking the Lord for help. Now in that situation, I knew exactly what Lord helped me meant. And I believe God knew exactly what Lord helped me meant. I need help to get this calf where it's going. So when I say pray more than just Lord help me, there could be times when that's all that's needed. So I don't want to. I don't want to say that that's never an effective prayer. But as we grow and as we mature, you know, I didn't need to say, "Okay, Lord, I need you to post a couple of angels over here because this baby needs to go back over here and find this gate. I need you to give me speed to outrun this baby. I need you to help me not turn an ankle while I'm doing it or to pull a hammy. You know, I'm not as young as I used to be. I didn't need to pray any of that." I just needed help because when I said that I knew exactly what it was. Kinda of like kind of like Peter's uh, statement whenever he said, remember when they're in the boat and Jesus is walking on the water, and Peter said, Lord, if that's you, bid me come. He said one word in that prayer that illustrated exactly what it was clear for me. to. It meant for me to do what you're doing, for me to step on the water, and walk on the water as you are, for me to come to you. In that one word, and how did Jesus respond? Come, come on. He didn't even say come on, but that's what He was saying in that step out. See, it was understood. So that can be the case. But that is the case, or when in, when that is the case, there's all those other things understood. See, that's through the, the time spent with God, development of a trust in God, and that Spirit-led prayer that with that one word, there's a whole lot understood and there's a whole lot clear in what that is. It's not just uh, uh, leaving it out there for a lot to be understood. But there's a petition in this, in this trouble. When you're, when you're in trouble, he says, let him pray. And so I want to look at how am I effective in prayer when I'm in trouble. And that's where learning the Word of God and what God's promises are, what He's spoken, what His will is, what what has He given us as an available word to put with that prayer to develop our faith on so we can formulate a petition, a request, in other words. A prayer of petition is a prayer of request. And I, I challenged you last week, and I, I, I appreciate uh, uh, somebody sent me a message after last week's uh, sermon, and they said, that was specifically for me. Thank you very much. And I won't call the guy out, but uh, he, he also then said, now next week, straighten my wife out. <laughs> Kelsey, I don't know who sent me that text, but uh, <laughs> but... You know, uh, <laughs> sorry, Jay, I threw, threw you under the bus, didn't I? Whoops. I wasn't supposed to tell who that was. No, uh, he, he, he was joking when he said that. But, you know, he was like, I, I really He was having fun with that. But, you know, what a, what a way for us to learn to grab hold of the Word of God, become more specific, because one of the statements I made last week was, when we're specific in our prayer, it's clear when God answers. When we're vague in our prayer, sometimes we wouldn't even notice or realize that God was giving or providing it through our prayer. And we might might miss giving Him the glory and give the glory to somebody else. If you come through a, a great surgery, you know, sure, you can say thanks to the doctor. Sure, you can appreciate what they've done. But man, if we're praying that God's guiding them, that your body's responding, your body's receiving, all those things, I'm also going to give glory to God. I'm going to make sure that it's it's apparent and it's clear that God is the one who's provided, God is the one who's supplied. And so having that petition uh, clear as as we can. Now again, there may be times when all it takes is the one word because we, we know, or maybe we don't know exactly. God's still there with us, but He's at work. And so... Uh, we want to grow in that petition. The other thing that he said, I love the rest of that verse. He says, "Is anyone happy? Let them sing a, sing songs of praise." You know, uh, giving glory to God and singing those songs of praise are, are very very important to us. And and I, I don't know if you got Psalms uh, sixteen or sixty nine. I mean, Psalm sixty nine thirty. It's a good good scripture. I will praise God's name in song and glorify Him with thanksgiving. You know, that's a, that's a type of prayer is for us to fellowship with God, interact with God in thanking Him for what He's done, for what He's doing, uh, giving thanks, giving praise, giving honor. Psalm 69, 30, that's a, that's a good scripture to remember. There's also uh, Psalms 100, verse 4. And I'm not having to turn just for the sake of time, but enter His gates with thanksgiving, His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. Well, i tell you what... Uh, just as much as me spending time in a petition, asking God, making a request to God, this is, is as much a faith builder uh, in my personal prayer time with me and God. Me remembering, giving thanks to Him, remembering. What am I doing when I'm giving thanks and praise to Him? I'm remembering my victories. I'm remembering what God's done in my life. I'm remembering who makes my my provision. I'm directing my attention to to Him as I praise and, and give Him thanks. And so in the midst of trouble, he says, pray. And if you're happy, praise. And, and I'm going to say, keep those two together all the time and you'll remain in, remain in a better place and more effective in your in your relationship with God and your prayer with God. God gets the glory. And, and also the other benefit to that is then others are encouraged. If they hear you praising God, thanking God for what He's done in your life, That'll be that reminder to other people. Go, oh yeah, God's done good things in my life too. Or, oh yeah, I'm taking credit for something that God empowered me to do or or helped me to get done. Another thing that we see there, and we talked a little bit about it last week, is how this, this prayer, he goes on in verse 14 of James, chapter 5, verse 14, he says, Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church and pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. So he, he draws a picture of the prayer of intercession and the value of where uh, the, the importance of agreeing together and the power of that. Uh, you might put up Matthew eighteen nineteen talks about where two or more agree, and, and I'm, I'm reviewing, so I'm not having you turn to these pages, but you can take notes or write those down. But again, truly, I tell you that if two of you are on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Now, now we know that uh, that would apply, or the, the thing that applies there would be when we're doing it according to God's Word. Uh, we can't just agree on any old thing, but he is talking about when we agree according to the will of God. According to the word of God, but there's a power in agreement. You know, it's it's like uh, I remember uh, in Tulsa when we'd go to the Tulsa Livestock Show, and years ago when I showed, especially I remember they always had pony pulls, and, and pony pulling was a was a it was a neat deal. They would take those teams of uh, these little they they had little they had big horses. They do it sometimes too, but they they did the pony pulls and uh, those you know they they'd bring them around kind of like the tractor pulls but they'd bring them around they're driving them there on the ground and they drive they bring those those horses around and they they drop their hitch down in the in the sled and then they see how far those ponies can pull that thing how how far those horses that team of horses how far they can drag that sled that weighted sled and that's the competition and it was always cool to me they lead those 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 horses around and they've got the long range, you know, and they've got that team and they're all harnessed together, they're they're yoked together, they're uniform in, in everything that they do. They're working together and they come around there, and I mean they're they're ready to go. If they miss that hitch, those they drag that guy down about halfway down. Cause boy, when they when they get ready to start, they lunge and they go. But they dig in and they go but they pull together they say the multiplication of what one can do and and or what two can do versus what one can do is is increased exponentially. It's so it's more than just doubled. It's tripled or quadrupled, maybe even more of what two because side by side when one says, "Oh, I can't do any more." The other hits the hits the thing and I mean they just and then it was it was cool cuz they kind of do this and then when they hit together it's like that thing went to moving. See, that's kind of the way we are sometimes in prayer. Sometimes when we're in in the place of dealing with the issue, the trouble, the sickness, or or the grief, or whatever challenge we have, if we have one beside us pulling together a friend or, or your spouse or a relative or somebody that can pray with you, it's that added strength. When one's about to give up at the end of their rope, Somebody else they can that, that comes alongside them. So that intercession—that's a, a powerful kind of prayer and and a help. And so there's times when we need that. If you don't have anybody else to agree with, just get the God, word of God, and God, you and you and God can agree together. But there's power when people uh, uh, pray together. But here's something else that also interacts with that one. You need to be according to the will of God. Intercession, like prayer, prayer of agreement, it needs to be according to the will of God. It needs to be following the will of God. I had a person come to me in prayer when... I've had this happen more than once, but I remember one distinct time where they uh, this person was praying for this, this relationship that, that, that they would get together in relationship. And as I began to talk about them, I realized this man she was praying for was still married. I said, okay, that's a problem. <laughs> that, that That's not according to the will of God. I can't agree with you that you and Joe get together, and Joe, what, what are we doing with Joe's wife? I mean, you know, as so we're praying, yeah, well, anyway, we'll just leave that alone. But that's that's not according to the will of God. Pretty, pretty clear there. But we can take the Word of God, and, and we can allow and apply that to where we're agreeing together, interceding, helping one another. There's a difference, a little bit of difference in prayer of agreement and prayer of intercession, but they're very, very similar. Uh, so... Also, uh, you see the prayer of faith. It says the prayer of faith will make that person, that sick person, well. The prayer of faith establishes in that person and through that person, for that person. The prayer of faith is released whenever uh, the two pray together, when somebody intercedes, or just our faith is released and established on the Word of God. There's a boldness and confidence in, in that Scripture. Are uh, in that type of prayer. And then I'm gonna go on to prayer of dedication, uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 12. Let's, let's jump ahead to that. Prayer of repentance and dedication. You know, one part of prayer, and I, I teach this over a series on, on prayer, but using the Lord's Prayer, establishing the steps of through the Lord's Prayer, well, this is the, the latter part of the end of that prayer, verse 12 in, in uh, Matthew 6 and it says and forgive us our debts or trespasses depending on your translation as we also forg- as as all as we also have forgiven our debtors so god forgive me as i forgive others boy well, you know it's it's he, he makes it clear that we won't be receiving the forgiveness of the father if we don't forgive others but see we dedicate we commit to for repenting or repenting of our sin and then also the releasing of others. And a part, that being a part of our prayer, you know what you do in that dedic- time of dedication is you spend that time in prayer that you say, Lord, today is your day. Today I'm yours. Today, and you establishing on a regular basis, God, I'm surrendering to you. And you know what? That's a prayer that we pray over and over and over again. That's something we will continually keep before God. Uh, the, the prayer of faith, you, when you're in that prayer and when you're in faith and you've released your prayer, that's not something that has to be re prayed and continue to pray. In fact, you, when, when you know God has spoken, God's will is being uh, uh, enacted through faith and you have faith to believe, you can begin to thank God and praise God then for the answer because it's on the way, it's in the process of coming. You don't have to keep asking. But where dedication is concerned, where intercession is concerned, where praise and thanksgiving is concerned, man, you can, you can, you should. We should come back to those and on a regular basis dedicate our life to God. Because uh, one of the things that is important about that, you know, is at times, man, we get, we get, uh, we get distracted, or or we slack up, or or if we're not careful, many. Will go through a period or seasons where you're highly dedicated, and then seasons where things kind of get, life kind of gets in the way, and you need to remind yourself and you're in, in come before God and say, Lord, I, I, I dedicate my life to you. It's that daily reminder thing. That, that gets easier to do, less and less needed as you're walking with the Lord on a consistent basis, but especially in the beginning. So let's, let's look at uh, a couple of things. How, so how do we pray effectively? Look at Let's turn to Romans chapter 8. I want to get into these, these uh, scriptures and uh, touch on the help of the Holy Spirit, being led by the Spirit of God in prayer. You know, uh, there is a, uh, there's a value in tapping into the benefits and the, and the help of the Holy Spirit. And you know, uh, this scripture in Romans chapter 8 verse uh, 26 He says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness when we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he he who searches our heart, he's talking about God, talking about the Holy Spirit, knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance, now notice this, with the will of God. So the Holy Spirit is never, in other words, the Holy Spirit is going to help us in our week, but He's never going to lead us aside from or away from God's will. That's one of the important uh, reasons or the values of of effective prayer being led by the Spirit of God. If the Spirit of God can lead me in that prayer, give me the words, give me the Scripture, give me the things that I need to put in that prayer, it's going to be effective. So, So being led by the Holy Spirit, He'll fill in the gaps for our inadequacies. You know, there's times whenever we think we know, but we don't know, and we need the Holy Spirit's help. Uh, there, There's just uh, making sure sh- and making sure that we're praying according to the will of God. That's going to increase our effectiveness. Uh, I want you to turn in your Bibles to 2 Chronicles, chapter 16, back in the Old Testament. Chronicles, not Corinthians. CH. 2 Chronicles is right after 1 Chronicles. Bad joke, but. We needed a little joke. We needed a little funny to loosen y'all up a little bit. Uh, but it's it's back over there uh, before Psalms and uh, First Second. It's right after First Second Kings and Second Chronicles chapter sixteen. This is an interesting uh, scripture uh, reading or part of this, and and it demonstrates. Now it was the Old Testament, so the Holy Spirit didn't indwell the believers yet because they weren't uh, new born again. But the Holy Spirit would come upon them, or the Holy Spirit would speak to them. The Lord would, the Spirit of the Lord would speak to them through a, a seer, through a through a, a prophet. He would give them instruction. The kings, if they were submitted to God, they'd they'd follow. In verse seven, it says, "At the time Hananiah or Hananiah, the seer came to Asa, king of Judah." Now remember. Part of the time, most of Israel's history, Judah and Israel were separated. And so there was a king, oftentimes there was king over Judah, king over Israel. During David's reign and Solomon, they were combined. It was all one. Uh, but, so that's what it's referring to. A little bit different. Sometimes there's, but it's still Israel. Okay. Still God's people. It says, at the time of Anani, Hanani, the seer came and asked king of Judah and said to him, because you relied on the king of Aram, And not on the Lord your God, the army of the king of Aram has escaped from your hand. Were not the uh, Cushites and the Libyans a mighty army with great numbers of chariots and horsemen? Yet when you relied on the Lord, He delivered them into your hand. Now I want to pause right there before we go any further. And I want to set this up and understand. See, here was this prophet Hananiah. and he came and he 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 spoke to this king and he said you've messed up you relied on man you relied on another king you relied on natural resources instead of relying on the leadership and the direction of God you didn't operate according to the way that you did when you took out these two other kings who were bigger who who in by all practical purposes, you never should have been able to capture them or overthrow them, but because you followed God and relied on Him, He provided for them. Why did you go away from the things of God? See, that's, that's like the Holy Spirit helping us in our prayer. Sometimes we pray, according, if we pray according to our natural tendencies or what we can naturally see or what we can naturally believe for, Our prayer can be less effective, but when it's led by the Spirit of God, He can see, He can understand, He can believe for, and guide us in a way that we couldn't do on our own. See, we can take in on information. We can gather knowledge. Knowledge is good. You gather all the knowledge you can, talk to people, You know, and research, do all these things. But when it boils right down to it, what does God say and how does He lead you in, 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 I, in, the, in the type of prayer that we're going to lay out. Look at verse uh, 9. I love this. He says, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose heart is fully committed to Him. You have done a foolish thing, for from now on you will be at war. He said, Asa... See, Asa began really good, but he got he got to relying on his own abilities. See, just because we've been walked with the Lord a long time doesn't mean we're not still, still susceptible to getting in the flesh. We need to cha- challenge ourselves all the time. God, am I hearing you? God, am I following you? God, what do you say about these, these things that I'm putting before you, that I'm praying for, that I'm seeking for? I love that he says, the eyes of the Lord roam, the King James says roam to and fro, to and fro throughout the whole earth. He's he's searching. He's looking. What's he looking for? A man, a person whose heart is loyal to him. And what's he gonna do? Strengthen him so he's going to he's going to strengthen he's going to guide so this is an old testament example of the holy spirit leading so uh, where when we bring that over into the new testament then i'm i'm it's going to be the same thing as mark or uh, romans chapter 8 26 the holy spirit will strengthen the holy spirit will guide the holy spirit will reveal the holy spirit will direct he'll help you in your weakness see uh, asa didn't need the other king he needed god and his instruction he said, because you followed man, you listened to him. You ever, you ever listen to man and realize later on it's a mistake? <laughs> you, ever, you ever take that good hunch or that good direction? or well, Everybody says it's a good idea. Well, well I, has that always worked out for you? No, sometimes it don't. And so, uh, you know, following his. So the, 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 that's the first thing, being led, praying effectively, being led by the Holy Spirit. The second thing is to know his will. Look at 1 John chapter 5 reason I didn't have you turn to all those other scriptures as we were going down through there because I knew I was going to have you turn into a lot later on. But 1 John chapter 5, this, this second important thing about praying effectively is to know His will. Now I said last week there's times when God may not reveal everything to us as far as uh, what's going to happen way down the line, but we will we can always know His will concerning His word and concerning how to pray. I, I believe that God's not hiding things from us, but he hides things for us. Now here in uh, verse th- uh, 14, well 13, let's read 13. I write you these things, to to you who believe in the name of the the Son of God. So he's talking to Christians, so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. So he, he says, here's how you have confidence in your prayer, is find a petition, ask, make your request, make your petition, according to His will. So, well, you say, well, what is His will? I, mean, I always tell people the, the best way to know His will is find out what's written clearly in here. Find out and understand what the Word of God is. You know, I'm not big on the, the electronic Bible and the phone Bible and all that stuff. You know, I give you all a hard time about that. I like a physical Bible. But I use my electronic Bible all the time because uh, uh, to find scriptures so that I can turn to it in my physical Bible. And why, why is that? It's, a great, it's an easy way. See, you know, the old old way is to go to your concordance in the back and search that Word and scroll through all those deals. You know, I can punch in uh, uh, to know His will, and bam, there Scriptures that will come up. That, that, that's a nice, quick way to find the Scripture that maybe I only remember a part of it. See, sometimes the Holy Spirit will be leading and guiding us in, into what is His will, how do we pray, what are you instructing me, he say, man, I remember Pastor Kelly. He used that scripture. Or I remember one time when I was praying before and I used that scripture. I don't remember where it's at. Well, listen, I can't remember where every scripture's at, but I can usually remember a piece of it. And so you can either go to your concordance in the back of your Bible if you got a good study Bible or you go to your electronic Bible and find it in there and then you can then you can go to your and if you don't have your physical Bible you can scroll through and read it out of there but you know man it's awesome whenever you go there and then I've got all these other notes and these other references all these other things written there. But we can know he says this is confidence. The confidence comes whenever we're prepared. I ask a uh Danny to do announcements, and at first he was like, uh, he was a little bit. And then he I, I, I'm assuming this is how this. Uh, this is the way I think it this worked. Is he began to think through because I surprised him with it. He began to think through. Oh wait a minute, if Cody can do it, I can do it. No, Cody, <laughs> that's for you. Cody's a softball guy. He's watching. So no, I don't know that he said he didn't. He didn't say that. I'm putting the words in his mouth. But I'm sure that he thought about how it's done. He sat here enough that he thought about how it's done. He's spoken it at uh, his seed meetings and he, he's worked at, in a position where he's fairly comfortable in front of people. So that fear wasn't an issue. But being confident came when he thought of the steps. So he thought about it a minute and I, we, we switched up. We were going to have somebody else do it. And then he goes, wait a minute, I can do that. So confidence came when he was at a level of preparedness. Am I right? Is that pretty much right? Okay. And so he overcame that fear of of and that hesitation because he was prepared. Now a lot of people don't like the fact that I la- ask ask people at the last minute. who's like, "Well, if I had if I was prepared." Now some of you I've been saying something and you need to get prepared so that you're ready. But but as uh, as uh, as we're talking about these things, you know, confidence comes when we know the will of God and when we understand how to operate and how to work within that. That's what brings uh, a knowing of His will. And so uh, we understand the written Word, and then we understand the Spirit revealing those things to us. Now here's the thing I always caution people. When you're following the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and you're following, knowing His will or following His voice, make sure it lines up with the Word of God. If there's any question about how it does, go back to the Word of God. And in fact, there's times I'll ask the Lord if I feel like He's speaking something for me to do, I'll oftentimes say, God, uh, give me Scripture on that. Lead, lead me to a Scripture. And so I'll wait until I can base that off of the Scripture. Now the other thing that I want to get to today and, 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 uh, is to pray effectively. We need to be able to uh, discern hidden things. And that's the third part of this. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And this is New Testament Corinthians, chapter two. Uh, I uh, in the in the book of Corinthians, or in this in this uh, second chapter, especially, I want to go through these because discernment is the ability to see what's what's hidden or see below the surface. Sometimes I, I, I was I remember one time uh, uh, we had a man who came into the church. And one of the, you know, I've known Danny for a long time and he's been around this area and he knows this church and, and uh, hadn't been hadn't attended that long. But I wasn't afraid to have him uh, do something when, he's, when he hadn't been here that long because I've known him for so long. But I also... Uh, there was one time a man came in and he 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 was boy he was all you know man he wanted to be in leadership and he he was touting how he'd done all these service all these different things in these churches and all this ministry and and I just kept getting this uneasiness I mean he kept like, like you know pushing to, to do things and I just kept getting this check in my spirit I kept getting this so there was there was a, a spirit a discernment that something was below the surface something was behind those eyes something was just not on the level. Uh, he kept pushing, kept pushing, and and this was when I was an associate in a in a church, and, and I told the pastor, senior pastor, I said, Ah, something in right. And, and he was, boy, I mean, he was giving him things to do and putting him over a, a ministry and giving him a checking account, and it was like, and I went, I kept going, man, something in right, something in right, something in right. Sure enough, about two months into that or three months into that, I mean, he's planning this big trip and all this stuff, and he's allocating this money and getting all these things, and then come to find out. He was was going to run off with that. You know, it it was not going to be good. We'll just leave it at that. So it was the discernment to everything looks good on the surface, but hmm, something just not right, seeing something behind the scenes. Here in verse uh, 1 it says, And so it is with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come to you with eloquence of human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God." Now, I read that group of scriptures together because, in the, in the midst of that, I see that he, he separated man's wisdom, eloquence, the, the uh, intellectual side of spiritual things, and the, the things that were from the Spirit of God. I think you can have those two together, but you wouldn't, if, if I'm going to choose between a, a spiritual sensitivity and the things of, of, the, of spirit. And intellect, intellect I, want, I want the Spirit. But you need to know enough about the Word of God so that you can stay scripturally sound. And I think there's a value in both. But he said, look, I want to demonstrate the, the Spirit's power. Uh, you can, you can uh, the value of the Word of God being enacted and working in our lives is when the power of God begins to be manifest. See, I can have a whole lot of intelligence, a whole lot of understanding. I can know this book and, and know depths of it. But if we haven't tapped into the Spirit of God for our prayers, the Spirit of God for our leading, the understanding, bringing it to light, and, and Him applying it to our everyday life, then we're lacking. We're missing the best that God has for us. Jesus said all the prayers or all the promises of God are in him, in Christ, yes and amen. And so uh, we need to to tap into both of those things. See, Paul separates man's wisdom with God's God's, and man's power from God's power. That's a a, a clear uh, separation. Now, let's read verse 6. He says, We do not, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom... Or we, we do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom a mystery that has been hidden and that God uh, destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things of God has prepared for those who love Him. He, he he, He illustrates a separation from what's easily seen, what man can see and what they can't, what they could see coming and what they couldn't, and, uh, and clearly uh, makes that a separation. Verse 10, he says, the, uh, "...these are the things that God has revealed to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them?" In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. So that's when, when having discernment, having the Spirit of God's help in our prayers is key. And an illustration of this is I'll, I'll, I'll use the times where our kids were, were growing up, doing things, being kids. And uh, one of the greatest one one time I I, I loved it was was the Lord uh, Kelsey our oldest daughter had a group of friends over when we had our house in Ringwood, and uh, we just set this uh, house up in there and and it was sandy and and there was no yard yet so and and we'd gotten a rain the night before and I remember her her and her girlfriends they were they were there and they were having a slumber party and they were probably seventh grade eighth grade something like that and I, I just had this. This sense, this funny feeling that we need to be checking on these these girls that that you know they weren't bad girls, but they were just. I just had I just had a plan. I just had a thought that they had a plan that they weren't telling us about, and so uh, not that I ever did anything like that to know, but I I just I just had this sense, and so uh, so anyway, I was I was uh, we got ready to go to bed, and and uh, I, we made very clear guidelines. You stay in the house. Don't don't be leaving. Don't be going outside. Uh, after we go to bed, you stay right here. You can have lots of fun. Just stay in the house. No, no going outside. And because uh, I just had this little little thought. Well, there was a there was a neighbor boy that was about quarter mile away, maybe that that she was kind of sweet on, and he was a couple years older than her. And and uh, then you know, and how how that all uh, that stuff happens with these girls. They plan these things, and guys, they plan these things if they, if they want to have a little rendezvous, you know, and, and so we, I got up in the morning, I said, uh, so I just had this thought, I went out, and I could see tracks. And I could see sand. And I mean, I had the whole thing laid out. I went down and, and I could see where they ran out. The two tracks went down and down to the, down where I had a tractor parked and how this other tracks had come from down the road, down, down, you know, and sand went after it rains. It's easy to make new prints and they, all the old ones are washed away. So it was, it was totally evident. There was, there was sand tracks up to the house and then there was, there was the shoes were, were left in the closet with sand on them. It was so easy to put together them as a CSI, boy, you know, it was fun. But see, and I, I, I caught her and I said that morning, we're making breakfast. I said, well, what'd you girls do last night? Oh, we just played in the house. We just said, you know, just made it real clear what they did. And I went, really? I said, I said, so you all stayed in. You didn't go outside at all. No, 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 no. I said, really? I said, you, you didn't go down here by the... And we had picture windows on that back side. We had an arena back there and, and it was down, kind of down a hill and the tractor. said I said, y'all didn't go right down there by the tractor last night? Oh no! And this this friend, Kelsey, she wouldn't look at me. She had her, she was doing something, getting her toast made or something. She had her back to me, and and the the, the other friend, she's looking at me, and she's about got her mouth open like this guy knows exactly what we did. And uh, I said, you didn't go down there. I said, and then so and so didn't didn't come down through. I said. Down there to and y'all stand down there and 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 visit and because there's a lot of tracks down there and things. Oh no, we didn't. Do, and finally, Kelsey just busted up. She go. She turned around. She go. How do you know all this stuff? Because <laughs> uh, I think I eventually said, well, so why is there sand on your shoes that are in the closet? And the and that's when she just started laughing. She was like, I am so busted, and this is so amazing. And she didn't even care if she got in trouble at that point. She thought this is this is so amazing. But see, that was the Spirit of God cueing us on and discernment of what was going on. Now, it wasn't really all that big of a deal, uh, but it was just the principle of the thing of us catching them. Later on, in, and when she got a little bit older, I caught her another time, and it was a little more of an excitement at that, uh, that, that one. I, I won't tell that story right now. But, uh, but it, it, anyway, having that ability to discern is something. See, the, the Spirit of God is able to reveal the things of God. You know, here's what was more important than me catching uh, her in a in a lie, which you know I was not happy with. But what's more important is the the other things that are going on in the dynamics of that. Why did she feel like she had to do that? Why are all those other things? So the discernment comes then, God, how do I How do I teach around this? How do I discipline around this? How do I parent around this? What what are the real issues? The real things to be aware of. What what's to let go? What's to take hold of? See, there's times when we can be extremely. We need to be extremely hard with with our kids. Very very clear. There's other times we need to be uh, easier with our kids. Sometimes we need to ask ourselves, Lord, am I doing this right? Am I doing this wrong? What's this? What's the Long-term effects of what I'm doing. I'm I'm reading a book right now. Is how to how to and I'm I, I want to bring it to some of you young, all you young parents, because I think it'll be something that will be helpful. How to win the hearts of your children, because now that mine are old, I mean I can look back and see some things that I could have done better. I wish i would have done better. I'd, I'd do some things a little bit different. We did pretty good. The kids have all you know grown up well and responsible and all that good stuff. But I think there's still some things that I'll I'll use and put to work. Where discernment is concerned, God can enable us to see deeper things where our kids are concerned, where our relationships are concerned, where business associations are concerned, where planning is concerned. Discernment. God, do I really need to worry about this thing in the whatever out here in the future? Or what do I take take care of? So the discernment is important. Now I want to I want to finish this up by reading uh, the, the rest of this verse 12. It says... What we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak not in words taught by human wisdom, but by words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spiritual taught words. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that comes from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are, they are discerned only through the Spirit. The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely merely human judgment for who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct Him. But we have the mind of Christ. Now, that last statement, but we have the mind of Christ, when, when the reason we have the mind of Christ is because the Spirit of God lives, we have His Spirit. He can begin to affect all things. But I want to take just a moment and and let you think through the difference in what the world thinks and what we think. It's amazing how, and and I'm sure you've seen this, but how sometimes we argue a point that emphasizes the Word of God, that, that... keeps us and our family and our beliefs and our, our structure of our life according to the Word of God, but somebody from the world will contradict that and they'll, they'll, they're confused and they can't understand what you're trying to say. He said right there, those of the world can't understand the things of God. There's a lot of times when you'll say something that is, is uh, that, that the world just doesn't get. You say, well, I give, I sow seed, I tithe. And people say, why would you do that? I wouldn't give that, you know. I've heard people say, well, I'm not giving that preacher, I'm not giving that church, Uh, you know. This is mine this is my well okay uh, you're, you're... but they may not understand what has God said you may they may say well I tried prayer or, or why would I, why would I need the crutch of a, a relationship with Jesus Christ or why would I need that well sometimes they don't understand they're unable to grasp it to understand it because they don't have the spirit of, spirit of God in them you know, there's, a, there's a, some things going on in, in, in Washington right now that are very, very, this Equality Act thing that's trying to be pushed through. Uh, we need to be aware of stuff like that. But they are taking things and they're, they're making a statement of things that are wrong, making them right and right wrong, and, and, and they're, they're confusing the, uh, and going against a lot of the freedoms and a lot of the things that, that we stand for in the Word of God. And so we need to be aware of those types of things, but you know, trying to argue with the world is sometimes fruitless. We need to understand, but here's, here's what we can do. Where prayer is concerned, if you have family or if you have friends or you have people that are that are unable to understand this, the gospel or understand the scripture or understand why you believe what you believe, that's when we don't sit and argue, but we back up and say, God, give me discernment let me, let me know what the real issue is. You ever, you ever fight with your spouse or fight with a, a child or, or getting a, a sibling or something and you realize it's really not what you're fighting about. is not really the issue. The issue is something else. That's where discernment comes in. We're talking to a friend who's lost or in the world or somebody who doesn't understand why we stand on, on Scripture. Sometimes all we need to do is ask God, God, how do I change my approach how can I speak to them in a way that they can understand and receive? And here's, here's one more thing, and we'll close with this, is the Holy Spirit can give you exactly how to pray concerning what their issue is, how to, how to change or open their eyes to see. You're not, your battle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against principalities and powers, the rulers of the darkness of this age, and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. We got to know how to pray against that. That's where spirit-led prayer, knowing His will, and having the discernment that the Holy Spirit instructing us to show us both how to pray and what is the real issue is so valuable, helping us be effective. So, I believe as we as we apply those things that uh, that God can can transform our prayers to make them even more effective. So let's go before the Lord and let's let's pray, Father. We just come before you and. And we just ask you, Lord, that we would be effective, not only in our, our walk and in effective in fulfilling your will for our lives, but, Lord, in, in prayer. Lord, prayer changes things. And, Lord, you in, in, the, in, in who you are and the way you've instructed us is you've given us the assignment to pray, the responsibility to pray. God, it's not that you can't do it without us, but you choose to do it through us and through our prayers. So, Lord, help us to walk out that and, and and walk in all that you have for us. Father God, I just pray and I just ask you to minister and 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 give us the ability to uh, minister to us and give us the ability to, to walk in all the fruitfulness of, of effective prayer so that not only our lives be better but those that we're praying for and, and we pray with. Now God, I just pray that, that if there's anybody who doesn't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that Lord, you the Holy Spirit draws them in, and that, Lord, they would seek You and to to be Yours. That, Lord God, that they'd call upon the name of the Lord and that they'd be saved. That they would confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that Jesus is the Christ, God raised Him from the dead. And, Lord, I pray that they'd go and contact then us, or contact a, a person close to them so they can begin to make that commitment and become a disciple to walk in all the fullness and blessing that God's provided. Father God, I just praise You. And I thank you for the, for the opportunity to minister this. And I pray that our ears would hear and our hearts would receive. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.